0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast, and today I'm going to go over my review of WCW's Halloween Havoc 1998. Starting off the evening, we're going to our first match on the card. It is Raven versus Chris Jericho for the WCW Television Championship. Starting off the match, Jericho quickly attacks Raven. Jericho's pretty much keeping the, uh, keeping the pace after the attack. Jericho then hits a springboard dropkick on Raven, sending Raven to the outside. Raven then gets up, hits a DDT on Jericho in the middle of the ring. Canyon is here. Raven then goes for another DDT instead. Jericho applies a Walls of Jericho on Raven. And your winner of the match by submission is Chris Jericho. And Jericho retains the WCW Television Championship at that time. Again, this was not a bad opening match. It was a decent matchup. Um, I was kind of shocked to see Jericho versus Raven, but all in all, this was a really good matchup. And hats off to Chris Jericho for getting the win in this match and retaining at that time the WCW Television Championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is Wrath versus Ming. Uh, Starting on the match, Wrath is pretty much keeping the pace of the match. Pretty much back and forth matchup between both Wrath and Ming. But Wrath ultimately hits his signature meltdown on Ming, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Wrath. Again, decent match, relatively quick match, kind of back and forth. But again, hats off to Wrath for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go on to our next match on the card as well. It is Hooven to Guerrera versus Disco Inferno. Starting off the match, Inferno is pretty much keeping the pace, which actually surprised me. Uh, Then it turns into a back-and-forth matchup between Guerrera and Inferno. Guerrera then hits a Frankensteiner off the top rope on Disco that looked absolutely devastating. Disco then gets up, hits a pile driver on Guerrera, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Disco Inferno. Again, honestly, this was not a bad match, man. Um... I was surprised to see Guerrero and Disco Inferno have a match considering that I think Disco Inferno is more of a heavyweight, not a cruiserweight, um, in my honest opinion. But um, again, hats off to Disco Inferno, man. This was one of those matches where he actually really held his own in this match and honestly was pretty much beating the hell out of Guerrero during the majority of this match. So hats off to Disco Inferno for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go to our next match on the card as well. It is Fit Finley versus Alex Wright. Again, this was a relatively fast match. Uh, Back-and-forth matchup between both Wright and Finley. Alex Wright's pretty much keeping the pace of the match, though. Wright ends up hitting a neckbreaker on Finley, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match is Alex Wright. Um, again, it was an okay match. Um, you're not going to get a whole lot out of Fit Finley. and Again, there might be some Fit Finley fans out there. Look, man, Fit Finley... Um, <sighs> I just feel like, I mean, he was a wrestler. I'll give him full-on credit. He's a wrestler's wrestler. But there was nothing spectacular about his matches. Um, I just feel like every time he got in the ring, it just wasn't there. Like, he had that one good match with Regal. Um, I believe it was for the television championship as well, if I'm not mistaken, which was great matches. Uh, And Regal's a hell of a competitor. Great wrestler, great athlete. Fit Finley just never did, you know, it just every time he got in the ring, man, was like, "Ah, I feel like this match is going to be boring. Um, Alex Wright, I feel like Alex Wright honestly was underrated as far as his re- uh, wrestling ability is concerned. Maybe not the gimmick, was not a big fan of the gimmick. But as far as in-ring talent and ability, I mean, Alex Wright definitely had it. Um, I feel like he was definitely underrated for sure. Um, a lot of talent, a lot of charisma. So, again, hats off to Wright for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we're going to our next match on the card as well. This was a relatively quick match. It is Lodi versus Saturn. Um, starting off the match, Saturn's pretty much keeping the pace of the match, but he ultimately ends up hitting his signature Death Valley driver on Lodi, pinning him for the three and your winner of the match is Saturn. Number one, it was an okay match. Um, Lodi is definitely not a wrestler. Um, but the one good sign was, was seeing Saturn not wrestle somebody that was Raven. Um, obviously, you know, Lodi's a part of the flock, but I feel like it started getting consistent with Saturn versus Raven on a consistent basis, every single pay-per-view that I've seen so far. So it was kind of good seeing Saturn versus somebody else um, besides Raven. But hats off to Saturn for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is Disco Inferno versus Billy Kidman for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Looks like Disco Inferno is uh, pulling double duty for this pay-per-view, if you will. Uh, But starting off the match, pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between Inferno and Kidman. Inferno is pretty much trying to keep the pace of the match, though. Inferno hits a pile driver on Kidman. Kidman then gets up, ends up hitting his signature shooting star press on Disco Inferno, pinning him for the three, and your winner of the match, and still at that time, WCW Cruiserweight champion is Billy Kidman. Again, decent match, but I will say this, Billy Kidman. I think Billy Kidman was another guy WCW that was underrated. Um, That shooting star press, absolutely phenomenal every time he pulled it off, and it was like poetry in motion. Um, I feel like he was underrated and kind of underutilized. Now, credit, he was Cruiserweight champion a couple of times. then um, he had that awful match with Hulk Hogan towards the end of, you know, what we all know was WCW, but um, Billy Kimmon to me was underrated. I'm glad that he got away from the flock with Raven and, and, you know, Riggs Canyon Reese. I'm glad that he got away from that, you know, and was able to have his own singles run and then ended up teaming up with Ray Mysterio Jr., which I thought was probably one of the, some of the best matches he's had in his career was teaming up with Ray Mysterio. So again, hats off to Billy Kimmon, For getting the win in this match and at that time retaining the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is Rick Steiner versus Buff Bagwell. Well, Rick Steiner and Bagwell versus the Giant and Scott Steiner for the WCW Tag Team Championships. Starting off the match though, Giant quickly attacks Rick Steiner, but Rick is trying to keep the pace of the match. Pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between both teams. Rick then tags in Bagwell, but then all of a sudden Bagwell attacks Rick Steiner. Uh, Giant then goes to hit a drop kick off the top rope on Rick, but he missed. Rick then gets up, lands a bulldog off the top rope on the Giant, pinning him for the three and your winner of the match. And new at that time, WCW Tag Team Champion, Rick Steiner. Now, I would say Bagwell, but obviously Bagwell turned on Steiner. Um, Again, this was not a bad match. Um, When I first looked at the match, I was kind of surprised to see Bagwell team up with Rick Steiner, um, considering what happened in their last match. Um, So that kind of threw me off. But, um, again, man, the Steiner brothers, man, phenomenal tag team. um, Definitely top ten favorite tag teams of all time for me personally. So, again, hats off to Rick Steiner for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we kind of get into an impromptu match, if you will. It is Rick Steiner versus Scott Steiner. Uh, Starting with the match, Rick, uh, Rick is keeping the pace of the match, but all of a sudden a masked man shows up in the ring, ends up attacking Rick Steiner. Then he takes the mask off, and that masked man ends up being Buff Bagwell. But Rick gets up, lands a bulldog off the top rope on Scott, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match is Rick Steiner. Again, this is pretty much me just reiterating what I said earlier. I kind of wish the Steiner brothers to stay together. Obviously, um, they were a phenomenal tag team, a great tag team. Um, Again, one of my top ten favorite uh, greatest tag teams of all time. But I will say this. As far as Rick and Scott, as far as their singles runs are concerned, Scott obviously prevailed more as, as a singles competitor than Rick did. Uh, I feel like Rick didn't really have, you know, a decent career as far as the singles competitor is concerned. Um, Scott, obviously, you know, become world heavyweight champion. I feel like at the, you know, towards the end of WCW Bischoff and WCW kind of put that company on his back when he carried the uh, WCW world heavyweight championship, which by the way, is one of my favorite championships of all time that all gold WCW world heavyweight championship. But, um, Again, this was a decent match. Hats off to Rick Steiner for getting the win in this match. Moving on from that, we go to our next match on the card as well. It is Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall. Looks like best friends turned bitter enemies. Um, all in all, it was a decent match, really good match. Hall ends up attacking Nash. Hall is trying to keep the pace of the match, though. Nash then gets up, ultimately hits two jackknife powerbombs on Hall that look absolutely devastating. Nash then doesn't go for the pin, ends up getting out of the ring and walks to the back. And your winner of the match by countout is Scott Hall. Now, a couple of interesting things about it, at least one interesting thing I can say about this match is I feel like this was a time in Scott Hall's career that, you know, alcohol and the drugs were really getting to Scott Hall um, in his career. And you can kind of tell. And I've watched many documentaries about it and stuff like that. Um, I feel like this was kind of towards, like, you know, him getting really bad on alcohol and drugs and stuff like that in his career. And look, man, Scott Hall... For what it's worth, I think is a fantastic wrestler. You know, I think he's great. I mean, I've big fan of him growing up. Obviously, him being Razor Ramon. Um, you know, it, to me, he was one of those wrestlers that came off. You know, he come off as a heel, but also came off as a babyface and put on phenomenal matches. I mean, obviously, he put over X Pac when X Pac was known as One Two Three Kid. Uh, the episode of Raw, I believe it was, and really put X Pac over. Um, and the matches he had with Shawn Michaels, an Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, that ladder match they had at WrestleMania, first I think it was the first ever ladder match for WrestleMania. I mean, absolutely just set the tone for what ladder matches are or what we know of now. I mean, those TLC matches, Hardy's, Dudley's, Edge and Christian. I mean, those guys I feel like started that, and then it just you know kept going and going into something great. And what we all know now is TLC matches and stuff like that. Uh, him as Razor Ramon was fat like absolutely awesome. You know, I, be- I remember when Scott Hall was known as the Diamond Stud in WCW when they had that big cage match. I believe it was Halloween Havoc way back in the day. Um, I think DDP even was his manager at one time. Um, obviously, Kevin Nash was in, you know, WCW way back in the day as well, but he was also known as Oz. That's right, like literally Oz. P- pretty much the same thing as Wizard of Oz, but we have a pro wrestler as Oz. Obviously, that gimmick didn't last long. Um but again, man, Hall, to me, is definitely underrated. But I feel like this was a time in his career where the alcohol and drugs were really taking a, you know, taking a toll on Scott Hall in his career at this time. But uh, hats off to Scott Hall for getting the win in this match. I just wish it was a clean finish. Moving on from that, we go to our next match on the card as well. It is Bret Hart versus Sting for the WCW United States Championship. Uh, starting off the match, Sting quickly attacks Hart. Pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between Hart and Sting. Sting is trying to keep the pace of the match, though. Hart then grabs a weapon. Sting goes to hit Hart with a weapon, but the referee stops him. Referee is knocked out. Hart then hits Sting with the weapon. Hart then applies a sharpshooter on a sharpshooter on Sting in the middle of the ring. Sting cannot tap out. He's completely incapacitated, knocked out. And your winner of the match is Bret Hart and still WCW champion, the United States champion, I should say, at that time. Um, again, decent match. Um, and I stated this in the past too, man. Bret Hart, uh, you know, his. I think his better days in his career were behind him. Um, obviously, he had a humongous career for himself in uh, WWE and put on phenomenal matches, man. I mean, matches he had at WrestleMania 10 with Owen, Yokozuna, um, and just phenomenal match matches he had with Taker. Obviously, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, you know, minus the Montreal Screwjob. Um, you know, Bret Hart made a humongous name for himself working under Vince McMahon in WWE. And, um, I mean, once he got to WCW, I feel like, you know, obviously he was getting paid a lot of money. From Ted Turner and WCW, but I just feel like the passion for him as far as wanting to become a pro you know, still be a wrestler just wasn't there, in my honest opinion. Even him being a part of the NWO, man, just did not fit whatsoever. I feel like they literally had no idea what they wanted to do with Hart, to be honest with you. And it's a shame, man, because Bret Hart is probably one of the best wrestlers of all time, in my honest opinion. But hats off to Bret Hart for getting the win in this match and at that time retaining the WCW United States Championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match on the card as well. It is the Ultimate Warrior versus Hollywood Hogan. Uh, Starting off the match, pretty much a back-and-forth matchup between Warrior and Hogan. Hogan is trying to keep the pace, though. Referee is out. Giant is here. Giant then goes to hit Warrior, but instead missed and hit Hogan. Warrior then attacks Hogan. Hogan hits a leg drop on Warrior in the middle of the ring. Horace then hits Warrior with a chair shot while the referee is distracted. Hogan then goes for the cover, and your winner of the match is Hollywood Hogan. Um, again, this was a decent match. And again, you know, rest in peace to Ultimate Warrior. Um, but this was really towards the end of his career. I feel like they just slotted him in to do this one off, if you will, with Hogan. Obviously, they had the match at the War Games, but it wasn't like he was doing a whole lot in that match. And then they had this, you know, impromptu match here for this event. Um, again, it, it's the same thing with Bret Hart, man. Ultimate Warrior's career uh, really took off. And. WWE. I mean, the match, obviously, he had with Hogan at the WrestleMania, uh, where he was Intercontinental Champion. I think that was the first ever champion versus champion match of all, like, ever. Um, and, obviously, Warrior went over, and he became a humongous star that night. But the matches he had in WWE doesn't even, you know, that was it. You know, matches he had with Macho Man Randy Savage, matches he had with Rick Rude, um, obviously um, Hollywood Hogan. You know, the little scrimmage he had with uh, Undertaker. You know, his career... As Ultimate Warrior's began and stopped with his run in WWE, you know obviously he wrestled other places on the independent circuit, and I believe he was known as the Dingo Warrior at one time, and the Blade Runners when he was teaming up with Sting. Um, I believe they were wrestling in Memphis at that time, but um, Ultimate Warrior's career stopped and ended once you know he left WWE to go to WCW. In my honest opinion, and I feel like Ultimate Warrior is underrated. You know he uh, the fans loved him, very uh, charismatic, great athlete. Um, and it's a shame what happened to him. You know, rest in peace to Ultimate Warrior, man. There would never be another one like him. But um again, hats off to Hogan for getting the win in this match. I just wish it was a clean finish. Moving on from that, we go into our main event of the evening. It is Goldberg versus Diamond Dallas Page for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, starting off the match, back and forth matchup between Goldberg and Diamond Dallas Page. Goldberg is keeping the pace of the match. Goldberg then ultimately ends up hitting the spear on Diamond Dallas Page. Goldberg then goes to hit a jackhammer on DDP as well, but then DDP turns it into a diamond cutter. Goldberg then somehow gets up from the diamond cutter, hits a jackhammer on DDP, pins him for the three, and you're winning the match. And at that time, still, WCW World Heavyweight Champion is Goldberg. Um, again, this was a good match, but I will say this, and some people don't rem- probably don't remember this. This pay-per-view actually is probably known forever. Not because of the event itself, but what happened at this event. In this match the feed actually cut out during the middle of this match where WCW had to actually reimburse people that bought this on cable television to reimburse them their money, that bought this on pay-per-view at the time. This main event match, the the entire feed cut right out. And what I know is that they had to reimburse people that bought it on pay-per-view the money. And not only that, I believe the following Nitro, that Monday night, they really showed the entire match again for free because the fans that didn't get it watched by watching on pay-per-view that were not there live in the attendance, you know now they're come Nitro they're allowed to watch it, and that was one of the craziest things for me, and it actually set WCW back quite a bit after that. But that was one of the craziest things I remember from that match. But uh, as far as me giving a rating for this event, I mean honestly, I'm not gonna sit here and say it was the worst event or the worst Halloween Havoc I've ever seen. But I'm honestly going to have to give it a five, five and a half, man. I, there were some matches on here I honestly could have done without. And maybe that's just me, you know, not really caring about this event as much, in my honest opinion. Wrath um, and Mang, I could have done without, to be honest with you. Hoover 2 Guerrero and Disco Inferno could have done without. Finley and Wright could have done without. Lodi and Saturn, again, could have done without. Inferno and Kimin it was okay. I just feel like this, whoever put this card together, whoever booked this event, just really. Any, the best match on here, in my honest opinion, was Goldberg versus Diamond Dallas Page, in my honest opinion. And it w- and that's crazy with the feet actually cutting out during this match. But it was the best match on this card, in my honest opinion. Um, Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan, it was good, but maybe if we would have saw it 20 years prior to that, it just wasn't there. You know, and again, it just wasn't – it wasn't something where people – I don't think people were really getting hyped up about, my honest opinion. And according to a lot of people, Warrior's run in WCW wasn't really well-received, to be honest, which is a shame, man, because Warrior, you know, hell of a wrestler. I just feel like it was the wrong place at the wrong time for Warrior, especially in WCW. Same thing with Bret Hart and even some of those guys from ECW. You know, just because there's another wrestling company out company out there doesn't mean it's a great fit. It might not work out for you. Fans might not, you know, be acceptive of what when you come in and be like, oh, it's the same old warrior or the same old Bret Hart that we got or this is public enemy from ECW. It's just not the same. You know, it's not. It's really not. Uh, Match of the night for me is definitely Goldberg versus Diamond Dallas Page. But as far as this event, I had to give it a five, five and a half. But this is my review of Halloween Havoc 1998. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful. And remember, stay classic. Peace.